Good evening from Athens, Georgia, live in the Sanford Stadium press box. Georgia beats Missouri 30-21 on this day. The Tigers fall to 7-2 on the season. The chances of winning the SEC East go away. Missouri earned probably a modicum of respect from people outside their locker room, but uh, lost a chance to to win a game and and one of the bigger wins in, in school history without a question. I'm Gabe DeArmond. We'll bring Gerard Hamilton in for in just a minute to discuss it. If you guys have comments, questions, we ask you to put them in the queue. But want to tell you, first of all, about our friends at Yingling, America's oldest brewery. First of all, they have outfitted me for this show. So well done. Uh, thanks for that. Keeping me warm here in the open air press box. Uh, but also, they just have fantastic products. They've been great partners of all ours all year long. Uh, hosted a few events. We're going to do something with them during basketball season. So we ask you guys to help out those people who help us. And that is our friends at Yingling. Traditional lager, lager up, grab one. Come along for the ride, folks. Not sure how many we'll have here. Probably not quite as many as we would have had had the last 10 minutes gone a little bit differently. We're going to bring Gerard Hamilton in now. Gerard, um, just big picture, 30,000-foot view, Georgia 30, Missouri 21. What's your first reaction? Um, there's some things that Missouri needs to clean up. Uh, I mean – Pretty much the things Drink said they needed to go right didn't go right. Um, there was some poor tackling. There were some some penalties, and we'll talk about that later because I don't think all the penalties were just on Missouri's doing. There were some spotty calls out there. Um, red zone, uh, Georgia went 5-5 five of five in the red zone. Third downs, Missouri, I think it was 5-13 of 13 on third downs. I'm not looking at the stats. Uh, I think Georgia went 6-13 of 13 on third downs. And those are things that Drink said were going to determine the game, and Sure enough, they did. So in one way, I think Missouri proved me and a lot of people wrong today. I thought that it was going to take Missouri's best game of the season to really have a chance in this game, but definitely to win. Had they played their best game of the season, they probably win this game. But here's the thing. I don't think it was fluky that Missouri was in a one-score game with five minutes left. Like, I didn't think Georgia played terribly. I didn't think Missouri played great. I don't think the separation between these two teams is nearly as big as I thought it was two days ago. Yeah, I, I, I do think Missouri, they played pretty well. It wasn't, again, it wasn't the, their prettiest game, but did they necessarily need the prettiest game? No, they they brought it to 24-21 at a point, you know, kind of early in the fourth quarter, uh, and they had a chance. And then I think it was when Brady it was threw it 27-21, and they had the ball. And it was at midfield, I believe. So yep. they were driving down the field, you know, making something happen. It feels a little bit similar to the LSU game as far as being able to get the ball down the field. And you start thinking about, all right, you know, points and how you're going to get stuff and all that, and then – Big man interception kind of you know kind of ends that, but they definitely showed that they're they're not. I guess I don't want to call it a charity case, but you know they're just you know we talked about this like uh, Missouri, you're doing your twelfth in the country, you know, good job. But it's more that I even had somebody on the way down to media and seeing my Power Mizzou shirt. I got the hoodie on right now. They said uh, they said good job, good, good luck to you guys next week. You fought hard now, me. I'm just like it's not my team, but I get what you <laughs> I get what you're saying. 
Yeah, I overheard some Georgia fans saying that's the best team they've played. You know, I haven't heard Kirby Smart's comments yet. Uh, so Brad asks, and, and we'll start with this, and, and we can go a million different places. Who should I point my anger at? Refs, cook, drink, O-line, tackling. Um, this is going to be unpopular. I don't know that you should be angry. You should be frustrated. You should be disappointed because, and, and this is what I'm going to write, um, chances like this don't come that often, right? And so it does feel like a missed opportunity. And so I completely get frustration tonight. I had posted a poll a couple of days ago, said, what will, what will you be okay with on Saturday? And I think more than 50% of the votes were a one-score loss or any loss that's not a blowout. Basically, everybody said, as long as they cover. Look, Missouri was never down more than 24-13 in this game. They fell behind 11 points in the second half in the loudest stadium I've ever probably been in in college football. And they didn't roll over. They had the ball with the chance to lead. I can't be like, I, yes, you should be disappointed tonight, but I don't think there's a place to be angry. Georgia did what Georgia has done 42 times in 43 games. They found a way to win the football game. They made one more play than Missouri did. And that's all they did. They made one more play. Right. And, you know, we've been talking about this for a few weeks about Mizzou, you know, Mizzouing or Mizzou got Mizzou. Georgia, Georgia, kind of like you said. Yep. I mean, there's connotations to those things, and for Missouri, it's maybe a little bit more negative. But today, I feel like it was a lot more about Georgia, Georgia, when it needed to in the second half. They had they started the second half with four straight uh, scoring drives, I believe, even though there was a period in the first half when they had three straight punts. So, and, and Drink talked about it in the possessions where, like, the opening possession of the second half, Missouri got a field goal. Georgia was out there getting touchdowns and getting those turnovers and not making as many, you know, penalties and stuff like that. Like that's just a national championship team doing that, you know, doing what they do. Yeah. JB's here to be angry and that's fine guys. That's fine. If that's why you're here, if that's why you're online, that's cool. We understand this. This is therapy for a lot of you. I think Danny Ragland said it well, the comment was up there just a minute ago. You know, it's, it's frustrating. It was close, but in the end, they're just not quite a national title team. I think this is a top 12 team in the country. I really do what I saw today. Um, I, I know, you know, Auburn pushed Georgia. They only lost by seven. Missouri's better than Auburn. That was, Georgia was ready for this game. This was not a, we caught you sleeping. This was not a, you didn't think we could compete. Mm -hmm. Georgia did all right. Georgia had to sweat and they made plays. And so let's get to it, man, because the, it is what turned the game. I I don't know what the idea was on the interception. Drinkwitz said they were running like a tight end hide play. He said the tight end was open. The tight end sure didn't look open on that play to me. Even if the defensive lineman doesn't catch that ball, like I, he was covered. I don't think I, – I think Brady tried to make a play and – he hit the biggest guy on the field in the chest and it happened. <laughs> I, like, and, and, and I want to say before you go on, like I, it sucks that, that that's what this game turned on. Cause the year Brady hit, look all day. I was thinking the last time they were in this building, they started Tyler Macon and they played Brady cook and they basically played 60 minutes to not get blown out too bad. 
two years later, they went toe-to-toe with the best team in the country. And that kid and the gear he has had, it's unfortunate that that's what turned this game. But that's sports, man. That That's what happens sometimes. Yeah, I, I wrote in my – I think it was my quick thoughts to end the game, third quarter. I'm going to say the end of the game. But we, we talked about throughout the game, Brady, it just felt like this was, what was, was, this was Missouri's play calling. Schrader run. Cody deep pass. I mean, uh, Cook deep pass. Cook back shoulder fade. It didn't seem like there were so many intermediate things. And on the one thing they tried to do on the, I guess, the version of the tight end screen or whatever, hits the big guy right in the stomach and, and he makes a move. Um, although it wasn't super terribly detrimental, that play alone because of the penalty, they kind of wiped out, you know, the gain and had Georgia somewhere out there, you know, inside the 30, I, I don't remember. But that did end up going, you know, leading to some points. But it, yeah, it was a field happens. goal that kind of ended the game. Yeah, but I'm just saying as far as Mizzou still had a chance to get a stop and, you know, force right. him. Uh, but, yeah, that was the turning point in the game, and it was definitely something not expected. Um, I want to talk real quick about the uh, offensive pass interference, though, because I know that was a, a big thing. And someone – Someone on Twitter explained it to me. I'm, I'm going to read out because when we was in the press conference, I asked Drink about uh, the OPI and what the official said to him. And e- Eli encouraged us to write a letter to the SEC officiating office because they don't tell him. Yeah, he was. He said, they didn't, I can't tell you because they don't tell me. So you can write to Birmingham. He said there wasn't enough conclusive evidence. But uh, Matthew Rose on, on Twitter said they ruled the receiver's blocking was not P.I. because the ball landed behind the line of scrimmage, which made the blocking illegal. Another odd play which involved involving nuance of a rule in a Mizzou game. Absolutely. That, that's what they said. That's that's kind of crazy. When, when the it, play- it is a rule because, like, on the tunnel, you know, when you run a tunnel screen, if he catches it behind the line of scrimmage, those guys are blocking out ahead already. And it's a, so that is a rule, but I don't know. I never saw where the ball went. Well, the first – I think the biggest thing for me was we didn't think it was OPI to begin with. So when they dropped the flag, we were all kind of like OPI on a screen. And then when you say, okay, and then you go to a review to take it back, it's just like, all right. And that, was, that wasn't that was even the first bad questionable call. There was calls on both teams where we were just like yeah. – like Theo Weiss got a – he got a, a, a pass interference early on. KAD got, a, got away with a pass interference – that they didn't call. There was another uh, the one on Ennis was really bad on third down. Yeah, yeah Drayden Norwood had one. Um, where he, is that the one you're talking about? Where he swats swats the ball down and, and they called a pi on it. It was third and four, third five, and six, and Georgia went down and scored. Yeah, uh, I thought that was Ennis, but it might yeah, have been that was Norwood. Um, but there, I don't know. This this is not the first time this year that I've been like noticing some calls and officials aren't perfect. And to make it clear, drink wasn't saying this is the reason they lost, but he was just kind of upset that some of these calls went the way they did. And the refs didn't really explain anything yeah. about it. And, and I agree <laughs> with Hefe. The refs were bad. I, I mean, the biggest problem with that OPI you're talking about is calling it and then reviewing and like that's get it right. Yeah. The first time. Get it or, or just leave the call. Just leave the call. Say, we're not reviewing Pastor Fair. Even if it maybe was wrong, we're not reviewing it. Just stick with what you call. I I don't think that the refs decided the game. Um, but I came out of that game, and I'll be honest, I have absolutely no idea what pass interference is. Because they called it when I thought they shouldn't, and they didn't when I thought they should. And um, it went both ways. 
Clippy, I think that's what he said. He said, I thought it was a makeup call because the previous call was a Yeah, that was the one in the end zone on Tyron Hopper. Now, here's the thing about that. I at first thought the same thing. However, when watching them play live, I remember thinking it looked like Tyron Hopper was running towards the tight end with the intention of, I guess I got to because I don't want to give up a touchdown. It looked like he ran straight to the person to, oh, I think it was Oscar Delp who was there, if, I, if I'm remembering right. But it yeah. didn't look catchable, which looked crazy, but he didn't turn his head. He just kind of latched on to the guy once he caught up to him. So it was just like whatever. But it, was, it wasn't it was a great yeah. officiating so, game to me. Right. So let, let's leave this here because we could spend it, – it, it, with fans, we could spend the next two hours talking about officiating, right? It sucked. It, it, I don't think it changed the game. If you think it changed the game, fine. You're absolutely welcome to think that. Um, I, I don't have a whole lot of interest in spending the next hour breaking it down. They sucked. Um, they made bad calls both ways. Uh, Missouri, it, like to me, Missouri had the chance. They had the ball with a chance to take the lead with nine minutes left, and they just didn't make a play. Like yeah, that's Brady made a bad throw. The defensive tackle caught the pass, which I'll be honest, a lot of defensive tackles don't catch that pass, and then most of them don't run 40 yards after that. So credit the kid for Georgia made one play that Missouri didn't. That's it. That's the difference in the game is one play. Yeah. Um again, that's uh, yeah, those are the that's the kind of the reason why they lost. It wasn't because of the officiating. Just saying some stuff that was weird. Thanks, Freeway. Jared says thanks for the show. Heading back to Atlanta, five. <laughs> uh, Appreciate it, Jared. I don't. I don't think that fun's gonna happen. We may not get out of here till two a.m. But yeah. But um, I mean, for you, what are besides the, I guess uh, Missouri's, I guess a better team than you thought or whatever. Or some things in the game individually to you where he was like, these are good building points. Um, yeah, I, I want no more Cody Schrader slander ever. Absolutely. Yeah. Ever. Kid yeah. is a warrior. He, I mean, he was the best thing they had in this game over and over sure. and over and over. And uh, credit. I mean, he's a no-star kid who came from Truman State. And he just ran for 112 yards, and he was the best player on Missouri's roster today. So I think it starts there. Absolutely. Um, he said the quad was feeling better after the bye. He said it it gave him no issues today. He said he's feeling all right after the game. Um, but on a, the fact that he plays with an offense and how they've been playing, we've talked about Brady Cooks and his passing yards uh, and Theo Weiss in the red zone, and obviously Luther Bird, uh, Luther Burden. The fact that he's the he was the best offensive player versus a, a I think this is the 12th or 13th ranked run defense in, in the nation that's always feared and all that stuff. He ran it down their throat, and every time they needed you know five to seven yards, he did it. Uh, but for me, I think something that they should be proud of is the pressure they got. Um, yeah. Defensive line was making some moves, uh, and, and they could get to Carson Beck going into this game. 37 pressures allowed for Georgia, only six sacks in the seat on the season. Um, how many sacks? Let me try to find how many sacks they finished with. But they had at least two in the first quarter for sure. Javon uh, Bailey is now a believer. Missouri ended up with uh, three sacks. Both teams had three sacks. Three sacks, five tackles for loss, but constant pressure. Um, they was getting there, and I, we were talking about Blake Baker. <laughs> he was throwing some exotic, you know, blitzes in there at, at times too. But they were also getting pressure with four, which was really the thing that they needed for this game. So they kind of wore down at the end, but they did well. Here's 
here's something that surprised me. Tell me if you agree with this. Georgia's secondary is better than Missouri's, and I think that might have been the difference in the game. Uh, surprised you? <laughs> uh, I mean, maybe it shouldn't have. It shouldn't um, have. But, like, Missouri's corners, I, I think, are the strength of this defense. They were they were decent today. Mm-hmm. But I felt when Missouri tried to throw the ball, there just wasn't much there, man. I mean, Brady's final line was 14 to 30 for 212 yards, a touchdown, and two interceptions. I only remember like two plays the entire game that I looked at and go, oh, that guy's wide open. Theo Weiss was wide open on the first play of the third quarter, and they had another one to Mookie Cooper over the middle that he was wide open. Everything else, including the last drive of the game, was like, I mean, it was just throw it to a guy who's covered and hope your guy can make the play. And sometimes he did. But, like, hope is not a strategy, and that's all Missouri really had in the past game, I thought, a lot of the day. Well, he did have that one to Makai Miller also that we was just like – Yes, yes, that's the third. Oh, okay, okay. But – You're right. Yeah, you can't, you can't, you know, can't live games like that. I guess they was trying to run their podcast. (laughs) But um, I don't know. Yeah, it didn't seem like sometimes they had a point. I said early on, like, they got that touchdown to Luther early on, and then they had another 33-yard pass to Theo Weiss, and it seemed like they were like, okay, we can do this. And I was telling you, like, don't get greedy doing this. It's not like they're scrubs. They've got – Good safeties, solid corners, and stuff like that. Um, and they kept trying, and it didn't work. Yeah, Alex, put up that last comment again. Squared circle, uh, squared circle squares. Put that back up if you can, if you can hear me. There you go. I I don't know how you watch this game, and that's your like, guys. If you just want to get on here and dick around and say things that are dumb, go ahead. I again, we're your therapist. It's fine. I don't know how you watch that game and walk away saying Mizzou was soft. Mizzou was out 24-13 on the road at Georgia. And they had a chance to win the game. Like, that's not soft. That's not blow. They they didn't make a play with the game on the line. That's it, man. All they are is they were one play worse than the two-time defending national champion that's won 42 of its last 43 games. One play. Yeah. If, if if that is reason for you to get angry and call them, then that's you just come in wanting to be pissed off. That's fine. Yeah. It's not, it doesn't make it accurate. I, I think Missouri did well in the trenches on both sides of the ball. The offensive line did have some penalties they got to work out. And, but Drink said he thinks they did well considering the environment. I mean, he knows those false starts and stuff. You know, they hurt, but. Considering all that, when they weren't committing penalties, they were doing well. Um, Cody Schrader was at, you know, able to make some plays. The defensive line was able to make some plays. Cody Schrader was running hard. Um, they played pretty tough. I, I wouldn't call yeah. them whatsoever. Yeah. And didn't go your way. I get it. Uh, Aiden wants to know if they can still make a New Year's Six Bowl. They can. They need some things to go their way. Because in all likelihood, the SEC is only getting one team in the playoff. They'll get two more teams in the New Year's Six. The West champ will go. So in all likelihood, that last spot in the New Year's Six would come down to like Missouri, Ole Miss, and either LSU or Bama, whichever one doesn't win. So do they have a chance? They have a chance. Um, I think more likely is is like the Citrus Bowl. Um, But look, I, I think, and I said this earlier this week, 
in many ways, this was the most important game they played in a long time, in many ways. But also, like, it's now the least important game. You lose it, you move on. This team now has to finish 10 and 2. Like, you need to come back and beat Tennessee. This can't beat you again next week. Yeah. Uh, Tennessee, I think they put it like 54 plus. I mean, yeah, 57 or something on. on uh, they played UConn. That doesn't even. <laughs> yeah. They had a bye today. Basically, but we're going to yeah. see what they do next week. Um, those are the standings. So here's, so. here's the updated standings. Missouri cannot win the East because the best record they can finish with is six and two. They will lose any tiebreaker that involves Georgia. So they are they're done in the East. Um, but they can finish ten and two and six and two if they beat Tennessee, which is a I think Missouri and Tennessee are similar teams. I think after today, Missouri is better. They play Florida. Florida's not good. Florida just not good. And they play Arkansas, and Arkansas is not good. So they need to – he needs to get this team back next week to come back and beat Tennessee. And if they do that, I think it's a 10-win team. Yeah, that's the that's the tipping point. But they've been good at, you know, whether they win or lose, coming back the next week and seemingly having their focus to whoever the next team is. So they'll probably be all right. But this one probably stings a little bit. No, yeah, I thought the attitude was right from Drinkwitz and Cody Schrader. And yes, those are the I don't know. Did you talk to somebody else after I left? No. So we was waiting for about 25 minutes after Schrader. And then you left probably after like after you left three minutes later, they were just like, we don't got nobody. We got to get catch the buses and the flights and stuff. So. So whatever. Look, guys, we, we spend time and money to come here. It's frustrating. But we talk to who we talk to. Um, That's how it goes. I'm not. I'm not blaming anybody. I don't know what happened. We will give you the best coverage we can give you. Um, but I thought from Drinkwitz and Schrader, the attitude was right. Like they said, look, we came here to win this game. Like I didn't think they could win this game. I don't think you thought they could win this game. And I don't think most fans thought they could win this game. They thought they could win this game and they almost did it. And so, yeah, they're disappointed they didn't. But that doesn't mean there's no positives to take out of it. Absolutely. It's growing. I mean, when I think about seniors like Schrader, I think about to the Gasparilla Bowl last year, and I think about Barrett Bannister and them losing that game and him knowing it's the final game of his career. He's basically saying, like, he hopes the season kind of helped boost the team for this year and stuff mm -hmm. like that. So, and, and clearly there has been a boost to, to this team. So, I mean, they handled it the right way after the press conference, and they said, they admitted, we do not control our our destiny in the East or whatever, but well, there is no destiny. They have no destiny. Well, yeah, but they still, <laughs> but they could have, they could have done some other stuff. And it was just like, well, the things we still can control, we will still yeah. try to control them. We're not going to just poop on the right. season. So a couple things I've, I've seen that, that have been up there. First of all, on Luther burden, he missed like two plays guys. He came back. Yeah. Uh, I, I'll just tell you what I told everybody via text message that was asking me about Luther burden. He's got some Jeremy Macklin in. And what I mean by that is you think he's hurt after every play. And I'm not saying that he didn't roll the ankle and it didn't hurt him. I'm not saying they faking it or anything. But, like, he's going to be – he's going to be – you can tell pretty quickly if it's serious or not. And that wasn't serious. He was fine. The ankle, I don't think, had much of an impact on the, on the uh, second half of that game. Speaking of Jeremy Macklin, I did catch up with him and, and former Missouri Tiger Kevin Rutland down uh, – 
on the sidelines uh, in the last couple minutes. Talked to him for a couple minutes. Uh, they they jetted down from for the game. Jeremy from St. Louis, Rutland from uh, Houston, and they were uh, were disappointed. Left after after uh, walked away after Brady Cook's second interception uh, kind of iced it. Um, the other thing I saw was somebody said Mizzou should still be number twelve. I, I don't think Mizzou will still be number twelve, but like, what's fair here? I don't think they drop more than three or four spots. Yeah, I, I'm not going to act like I know the rankings off the top of my head, but I don't think it's something. I'll where look they, them up real quick while you're talking. I don't think it's something where they, you know, drop to like 22 or something or something crazy like that. Uh, speaking of Luther so, Burden. Was, so go ahead. Oh, I was about to say Luther Burden was kind of quiet in the second half and Drink mentioned like pretty much after that touchdown uh, that he had early on, you know, he started, Luther started to see triple teams at some points. So. Uh, Georgia did a good job in the second or really after the first quarter to kind of like, all right, this is the one guy who won't beat us. And I know it's hard to do, but the other team has guys too, and they try to, and sometimes they deserve some credit. Um, so the rankings, um, number nine, Oklahoma lost to Oklahoma State. They've now lost two. I dropped them below Missouri, honestly. I think Missouri's better than Oklahoma. Wait, uh, I thought Oklahoma won that game. They did no, I think Oklahoma lost. I will look it up, but uh, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, Oklahoma State 27-24. Okay. So, so number nine, Oklahoma lost. Personally, I dropped them below Missouri. I'm not sure that'll happen. Um, number 15, Notre Dame lost to Clemson. They're not jumping Missouri. Um, LSU is currently playing Alabama. If they lose to Alabama, they're not jumping Missouri. I, I guess you could – put Tennessee and Utah over Missouri if you want to. I wouldn't based on what I saw tonight. I I would still have Missouri like 13th in the country next week. I I think that's fair. I, I mean, you came and for the second year, Georgia has had three tough games in two years. Two of them have been against Missouri. That has to count for something. Yeah, but here's my problem. Um, when the polls, I mean, well, they were 12, but I feel like before that, what, what was it? They were 14 in the AP. What was they? What were they the week they before? They were 14th 20? in the polls, 12th in the playoff. I'm talking about, I think when they played South Carolina, I think they were 20th or something 16th. like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then they, yeah, they jumped 20 to 16. I don't know. So part of me feels like when people talk about their loss to LSU, people don't remember that Missouri led most of that game. Like, I feel like context sometimes is skewed because I'm just thinking they led most of that game and it, it, it looks like a 10-point loss, but, I mean, they were in there. So, I don't know. I feel like context is selective sometimes, but I feel like a lot of people watch this game. So, maybe maybe context finds the way back here and they, they're in the top 15 or something. For them. They have two losses. <laughs> Their two losses are to number one in a game that they had the ball with a chance to lead in the fourth quarter and to number 14 in a game in which they had the lead in the fourth quarter. Yep. Um, the other two lost teams, let me just run through them. Um, LSU right now, but they could be a three-loss team. Notre Dame's a three-loss team. Oregon State, they lost I, – I, no, I don't even care who their two losses are. They shouldn't be above Missouri. Utah, they got beat 35-6 by Oregon. UCLA, two losses, no. USC, two losses, probably get number three tonight against Washington, no. Kansas, two losses, no. Oklahoma State, two losses. One of them's to South Alabama, no. It, they're the, they're at worst the best two-loss team in the country. Yeah, yeah. So, so, yeah, so that uh, means that, top 15. 
yeah, so maybe they drop a couple spots, three at worst, but 16 or well, 15, 16. I'll, I'll again, we yeah. got to see. Like, I wouldn't drop them further than that. So, Correct. Correct. um, yeah, uh. I don't know, guys. We got we got a lot to do. Appreciate all of you guys being here. I don't know uh, if there's. I, I feel like we've hit most of the high points here. I don't really. Uh, I don't know. Is there is there anything else left that we didn't hit? Um, besides the intercession, since I just seen his name on the paper, I, I got to talk about it real quick. Marquise Johnson, freshman mistake. Ooh. That was really brutal. He's it outside. didn't end up killing him, but man. Yeah, he was outside the end zone, went back inside the end zone to catch the ball. They got it to the five, and then they got I a I think he ball. just didn't know if he had caught the ball outside the end zone, so I think he wasn't sure, and he thought I better take it out. Yeah. I, regardless, fair catch every kickoff. Ever. Everyone. Yeah. So there, there were two big differences. Uh, Aaron Young's asking why no QB runs in the second half. There were a couple, I feel like, but not many. Um, they did. I, I feel like Georgia probably adjusted to that. Yeah, because in the first half, I remember I told you it looked like the first half of the like Arkansas, Arkansas game last year, where they drop everybody in coverage and Brady just scoot up the middle and, and get chunk plays. Wasn't really going like that at, you know, in the second half. Yeah, th this game came down to – I thought the biggest difference in this game, honestly, was third down. And I know during, I know the numbers aren't that different. Missouri was 5 of 13. Georgia was 6 of 13. Really 7 of 13 because they picked up a fourth down. But, man, Georgia had some huge play. Like, it just felt like there were a couple times where it's like if you can get off the field here, it changes the game. And, and Missouri couldn't get off the field. Um so I, I thought third downs were big. Um, and just, again, it's like I keep hammering on this, but most games come down to this. It's just a play or two, guys. It's a one-score game. There's not a big difference. It's a play or two. And unfortunately, tonight the other team made it. I, I mean, I, I think that's – I think that kind of is it, really. Uh, quick stats on the third downs on third and long. So that's nine yards or more. Uh, Mizzou was one of six, but Georgia was 0 of five. They both did well in third and short, so that's third and one to third and four. Mizzou was three of four, Georgia was two of three. Um, still trying to figure out how they they both averaged 7.5 or 7.6 yards in, in distance. Um, it just like this is a feel thing, and it may not even be based in reality. It just felt like Georgia's third down conversions led to more than Missouri's yeah. third down conversions. Yeah, that's exactly. Because I'm looking at the stats and I'm like, I don't see how it's so different or even how Georgia won the third down battle, I guess. But on the field, the eye test said, dang, that hurts every time they converted one. Yep. Um, so, yeah, guys, we got a, we still got a lot of writing to do. We got some video. We'll, we'll edit some pictures, things like that. Um, we'll get everything posted tonight and tomorrow that we always do. Appreciate you guys being here with us. Um, again, sorry it wasn't quite the the show you were wanting. Trust me, we'd have loved that too. That would have been fun. Um, and, and it would have led to three weeks of just ridiculous speculation that we probably don't quite have now. But there's still a special season on the table, um, just not quite as special as was on the table three or five hours ago. So appreciate you guys hanging out with us and being a part of this all year long. Uh, appreciate Yingling 
being a part of it. Uh, once again, guys, uh, they, they've been great partners, uh, really been, helped us out with a lot of things. They make these things possible. They make it a lot easier for us to do these for you guys and and have two, three, four hundred people on here every week. So make sure you support the sponsors. You can get it all over the state of Missouri, really all over the SEC. Pick yourself up a Yingling. Go sit, watch some of the night games. Uh, wait for our coverage. Hit the like button. Do all those things. Uh, we'll put the podcast up. Thanks to Alex behind the scenes. Gerard and I are going to go right. Talk to you later.